Youth ministry can be difficult, messy, and even awkward at times. This podcast is to help you embrace those moments better. Whether you're full-time, part-time, volunteer, or even a parent, we want to give practical tips to help unpack the weird and fringe moments dealing with youth. And now, here are your hosts for Embrace the Awkward podcast, DJ and Kyle. Well, welcome to episode one of the Embrace the Awkward podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Kyle. How's it going this morning? Hello, hello. DJ, as you know, I have a full beard. I'm a bearded man. I love that. Right. Uh, I don't see that you have a beard. You're kind of clean right. shaven. Is that by choice or what? That is by choice and by advice as well. Okay. All right. If you want to so, stay with your significant other. Okay. So in, in 2013, I went, I was, so my high school, I should preface this with my high school, we could not have facial hair. We wore like jeans from fall break to spring break. Oh wow! Um, it's it was like a public school, but it kind of wasn't. But it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, and so I one summer in 2013, I was like, I'm gonna just I don't know what is gonna happen here. I've never done this before, so I'm just gonna let it grow. And what naturally grew were just the worst possible picture of mutton chops you could ever imagine. That's what started. And I like I remember I distinctly remember walking into a gas station in Oklahoma and this girl was like, Hey, I like your mutton chops oh. <laughs> and like made it a huge joke and I like walked out so sad and immediately went home and shaved. Um and then I tried the beard thing again a couple years later and it just it I looked too like like secluded <laughs> in my <laughs> in my beard choice. So Okay. I was just curious. So now I just do like the kind of close shave thing, you know? All right. I think that's my I think that's my best look. So And does your girlfriend like that? She yes, she appreciates this look more than any other one that I could possibly have. I had a glow up since I started dating Madison, that's for sure. Okay. Because like my outfits looked very similar to the one I'm wearing today that don't really match and I Picked poor T-shirt choices. You look, you look like you're still a junior in high school. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. I get that. Yeah, you know, like the flat bill hats and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I had too much confidence. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, now I'm in the youth pastor jean jacket, skinny jean phase, and I actually love it. Okay. So. Yeah, I, I think uh, that helps us some kind of what we'll be talking about today. For sure. Uh, which is what, DJ? Today we are talking about the single most, I think, the single most awkward thing you can do when working in youth ministry, and that is dating. Okay. So dating as a youth pastor is probably one of the most awkward things you can do, I think. So you've you've made it out. Yes. I'm married now, 10 plus years. Right. Yeah. And I think we should clarify that we're not talking about dating anyone as in dating the students. Right, right, That's right. That's definitely not what we're right, talking about. for sure. But if you're a small group leader or a pastor or youth influencer and you're not married and you're dating, you're both doing ministry and dating at the same time, that just, just breeds awkward situations. So we're going to be talking about how can we walk through this awkward moment and handle awkward better. Right. Yeah. So like Kyle said, he's been married for 10 plus years. I, what's your situation? So I actually, um, Sunday celebrated my three year anniversary of dating my current girlfriend. Okay. And, uh, so that was exciting. We actually met at working at a church camp together and she's been on the ride ever since. Um, so 
Sorry to her, but thanks to her also. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately, yeah. when you share examples, anyone who knows you knows exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> so this should be interesting. <clears throat> interesting is the right word. But you know what? We're going to embrace that, right? Absolutely. So there's lots of things that are awkward about being in this dating phase in ministry. Um, and again, like like we've been talking about, you're with one of the things we want to do with this podcast is cover every end of the... We're, we're on a very wide spectrum here of our experiences in ministry. So Kyle is married, I'm dating, um, and we want to see this from both sides, but we both have perspectives that are pretty much the same on why dating is awkward in ministry. For instance, let's just start with an obvious one. The expectations of a married couple serving in a youth ministry versus a dating couple are different. Yeah. I mean, I've been part of churches where I started ministry when I was dating, then got engaged when I was still doing ministry, and now I'm married doing ministry, and each level has different expectations, some of them verbal, Mm -hmm. some of them nonverbal. But I remember there was some um, hesitancy when I was a single, or as in dating a young man, about, you know, uh, shouldn't be involved in any of the the small group leaders' uh, parties and all that because I was a single guy. Um, it, the church just has some, uh, different, not necessarily wrong, but different expectations. And it got super awkward when my, uh, girlfriend, who's now my wife came, um, we got engaged and all that. All of a sudden, all those expectations disappeared. Oh, he's married now. He's Mm. totally trustworthy. So I was like, not super trustworthy when I was dating and engaged. And then all of a sudden now I'm completely trustworthy and my relationship status changed. That's about it. Right. Um, so there's just those weird expectations. Yeah. There's definitely, I feel like there's definitely less, sometimes it will feel like there's less trust in a dating couple or an unmarried person working in ministry versus someone who's married. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like there's, you know, I have felt that. I've personally experienced that. And even like when I was applying for the job I'm at now, that was a really big question that was asked. Like, okay, you're single. You're not married. Um, In my case, like I'm 23. So they were like, you're young. You're you're not married. Tell us why we can trust you is basically what they asked. Um, I mean, like flat out, which is like, you know, good on them for asking. Um, Another thing that that can get kind of awkward with dating is there are sometimes some expectations of you and a lot of times expectations of your significant other that aren't necessarily spoken. Yeah, I mean, when you're married, uh, this isn't necessarily the right thing, but I understand it. It's kind of a two-for-one deal. If you're hired as a youth pastor or your spouse is hired as a youth pastor, the other spouse comes with them, and they serve in ministry together, and there's all that. But when you're single, you don't have that expectation um, and so when you're bringing someone in on that, you started dating someone, then all of a sudden there's that awkward, do we expect them to be part of it? If they don't, um, that, that's just kind of that, I mean, it's a clear definition of the most awkward moment on, okay, where, where do we see them involved in your life and in your ministry? Oh yeah, for sure. And it's, it's in, so just some, some background on my current church. So it's an older congregation, um, and I have noticed that some people in my church, I think, forgot what it's like to date okay. and, are, and, and aren't sure how to handle someone that is dating seriously. Um, and so, like, for instance, a lot of people in my church will just ref- will never call my girlfriend her name. They'll just be like, hey, how's um, your uh, fee- uh, 
your um, <laughs> your special friend. Is what they, I mean, they make it so awkward the way they like talked and it's oh yeah, they don't know how to handle it at all. And so and even like I, I think that from a staff perspective, my church has made a, a really positive effort to try and be inclusive and not say like, hey, you're not married. We realize that. We don't have a ton of expect I mean, we don't we don't have a ton of expectations for her, but we also want her to feel like she's included. And so they'll invite her to come along with me to anything staff wise, um, which I've appreciated from that point, even to the point that of like nice. during when I was candidating, they had me up on stage and, you know, they they did the thing where they invite people to lay hands on the person in front of them, who lays hands on the person in front of them, who lays hands on you. Mm-hmm. And they invited Madison. That was pre-COVID, right? That was pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And they invited Madison, my girlfriend, up on stage with me to be a part of that. Um and so, I mean, they make a lot of, and they asked if that was okay with both of us too, before they just yeah. invited her up. So they've, they've made a lot of efforts to try and, and realize like, you know, dating casually and having dated someone for three years is a different relationship too. Um, yeah. And, and that's why I, I think um, handling this awkward situation better is something that I never got uh, a lot of advice from from other youth workers and youth influencers mm-hmm. before. So that's why we want to kind of talk about it today. Right. Um, and uh, so there's a couple of things that we need to highlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I would say this is an interesting opportunity because you're probably watched more now dating, would you say, DJ, from the youth than if you were just single or already married. You are. And if you haven't been feeling that, that you're being watched by the students and especially the leaders that are serving with you, <laughs> you, I mean, not that you're missing something, but you kind of are because you are being watched. And the way that you have conversations and the way you fight and the way you do different things, the way you interact and the way you do PDA and the way you do literally, the way you say goodbye yes, is being watched closely. Yeah. And this is the opportunity. You could completely ignore it and do whatever you want and, and move forward in that. Or you could embrace that and realize, hmm, hmm, I have a very unique ministry opportunity right here without really saying anything or having a sermon prepped. You like you can live out a sermon. So the first advice that we would share is you're being watched. Mm-hmm. And so how you handle things, whether it's fair or not, is very important. Uh, so here's kind of the bad part to this. So there's good and bad. Right. Uh, the bad is you're judged more harshly. Um, there's uh, just higher expectations um, on this. Uh, they're watching how you handle conflict. They're watching how much time you spend. You know, uh, they're they're watching. You know, what kind of PDA do you have at the church? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, he, he he or she is dating. Um, can they hold hands? Can they not hold hands? Is it a side hug? Is it a full hug? All that. I mean, have you experienced some of those expectations? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, and, yeah, and to the point of, I mean, so I remember the first time um, on this last year that Madison and I were saying, just for, if I hadn't said it yet, Madison is my girlfriend's <laughs> name, so let me, that we were saying goodbye. She was going to go to her house, and I was going to go to mine uh, whenever the youth group was over, and she was leaving, not early, but, like, along the same time the students were. And so we went to say bye and we didn't necessarily know how that was going to work. <laughs> and we did like a side hug, awkward, Ooh. awkward, like how like the seventh grade girl hugs her youth leader when they don't really know her. And it's like, it's like, bye, <laughs> see you later, pal. And, 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 like, and, yeah. and like, uh, thankfully the kids didn't really react to it and they didn't really notice that that was happening. But like, 
we talked about for probably an hour later that <laughs> night how just absolutely terrifyingly awkward that moment was. Um, yeah, I, I remember uh, when I was dating, um, her name is Katie. Uh, so when we would ever sit down next to each other, um, there'd be, ooh, ah, you know, oh, mm-hmm. you know, watch out, PDA, PDA, public display display of affection, right. for those of you who don't know. <laughs> um, and it'd just be relentless teasing. And I would get upset at first, and then I realized they're watching. And right. how I handle that is is pretty important. Uh, there's been times where I handled it poorly and um, there was no affection and other times. Um, I don't think Katie and I kissed in public until we're probably married, but that wasn't necessarily a personal choice. That was an embarrassing choice. Like I just didn't want people to <laughs> ooh and ah every time <laughs> on that. Um, but yeah, so there's some bad parts in that, but here's also some good parts. Um, if you're being watched, which you are, you can set the example of how you would, if you're doing a sermon series on love, sex, and dating, how you would encourage them to date. Mm-hmm. There's a proper way to date, There's a, and there's probably a v- many ways right. to date poorly. Yeah, and can I just say, you know, when we're, your example of a relationship, if you're dating someone and, and you're in a role of leadership at a church, your example that you're setting is going to be better than any series you could write. Oh, absolutely. Your life is going to be better than any series you could download anywhere in the world. Because, I mean, if I said, like, to any of my kids that I've had throughout the whole entire, like, a whole entire youth ministry career of one year, if I was like, <laughs> hey, tell me um, your top five, you know, even your top three favorite messages that I taught this last year. Oh yeah, the the maybe a story, maybe a joke, maybe maybe a story or a joke, but and if, probably the most recent one you just did, <laughs> right? Yeah, and if I was a living example of my, which I try to be, I mean, we try to be right, we try to be above reproach, but if we're living examples of, if we're teaching by the way we're living, which is how Jesus did it, I mean, Jesus was a great example of that. That's going to be more powerful than anything than any sermon series that we could write or teach or come up with or purchase or anything like that. Yeah, and so some uh, examples I would say is how you handle uh, the PDA, um, which we'll get into in a second. The other thing is uh, some conflict. Mm-hmm. As if any of you been in a relationship, you know that there's conflict, there's disagreements, and that's natural. Um, it gets super awkward if you so-called disagree or fight in front of the students. So mm-hmm. they can't be perfect like you go away, but there's times where – he or she might disagree with what you're trying to do, especially if you're in the youth influencer role, that main youth worker role, and they're in a different role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do they handle that disagreement? Uh, that's going to be something that you might need to work on and another, another layer that uh, other people outside of ministry don't necessarily have to deal right. with. Um, so how, how you handle conflict, fight, disagree – uh, and then here's another aspect, what you share on social media. Mm, both of you. Yes, yeah. both of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so just because he or she is not um, in uh, or on staff, I should say, at the church, does not mean her social media or his social media is not completely watched. Mm-hmm. So there's that, uh, you know, you take a picture. I remember um, one of my small group leaders, they were dating at the time, and so there are two small group leaders. Um, a guy and a girl, and, and they were basically um, 
pretty heavy in the relationship. Everyone thought they were ma- getting married and they weren't engaged or anything like that. But their social media feeds were nothing but them kissing each other. And mm. and uh, she had his or her head on his lap watching a movie and they took a selfie and, and all of this stuff. Well, and then a week later, they broke up. Um, and it was super awkward because the guy wanted to still serve and the girl wanted to still serve as well. And so, yeah, that's a whole nother mm. episode wow. on how to deal with that. <laughs> um, like wow. that's, that's one of the top 10 easily most awkward moments of my ministry career. Um, but what was heartbreaking is um, the students just uh, were asking all kinds of questions about their social media feed and, oh, they took pictures here. Now they were completely outside of the ministry time. It wasn't happening during anything youth oriented. Right. It was on their own time and their own lives. But we no no longer live in non-ministry times. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a time for ministry and time for not. That's no longer the case with social media, and everyone's connected and see it all times, whether that's fair sure. or not. So yeah. I, I would say even what you put on social media doesn't mean you can't have any display of affections on social media. But if you, and this is where it gets to the point, if you bash them on social media, which happened with this couple, mm. where he and she both totally trashed each other constantly for, uh, for it felt like months afterwards. I don't know. I don't remember how long it actually was. But all the youth are seeing this disagreement. And I remember we had a Q&A session for one of our love, sex, and uh, dating series. And we basically talked about that couple. Both of them ended up stepping down. Um, for ministry, but co- talked about that couple and why did they do this? Mm. And we're picking sides and I'm just like, holy cow. Um, and so how you handle the good, the bad and the ugly is going to be very important mm-hmm. if you're involved in youth ministry somehow. If I was in the situation where um, I was dating or whatnot nowadays, um, I I started dating before there was social media, social media present really. Um, I would be like, okay, I'm never going to date again. I'm just going to remain single. There's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. There's freaking out and all that. So I did some research, and Barna uh, kind of did some a study. So Barna, really quick, if you yeah, if you don't know, Barna is like the worldwide leader of Christian data. data I mean, <laughs> and, yeah, and they have some incredible research that is definitely going to be advantageous to your ministry. In case, so there's a quick plug for Barna. Yeah, I guess. great. Yeah, there you go. Uh, don't forget to sponsor us. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, right now, so they did research on happiness of relationships, particularly married, and so they compared it to the national average of non-ministry-related spouses to pastors, full-time mainly, but pastors, um, and this is both men and women pastors in, in this data. So mm. uh, what was interesting is uh, how happy are you in, a, in your marriage, all right? So the national average is 46% would say excellent, that they would rate their marriage. This is the national average mm-hmm. outside of ministry, 46%. 35% would say would good. 12% would say average, and then 7% would say poor or below average. Okay, so that's the national average. They asked pastors or people in ministry, 70% said excellent. Mm. 70% said excellent. Uh, 26% said good. Only 3% said average, and only 1% was poor or below average on their spousal relationship. Mm. And so just because there's higher expectations and just because there's 
there's these things that you might not have to deal with if you're outside of ministry doesn't mean that it's uh, like, I'm not saying more difficult, but doesn't mean that it's going to be less rewarding. In fact, the marriages tend to be uh, stronger in ministry rather than weaker. And I think partly because you have to depend on each other more mm-hmm. and you have to communicate more yeah. and work out things that you might not normally have to work out. So yeah. there is a positive of being married and in ministry. It's not all bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so my question to you, uh, DJ, is to PDA or not? Uh, so public display of affection. If you're in a dating <coughs> relationship, what's your kind of stance or have you had that stance or that conversation on PDA? And so PDA just has such a negative connotation in society because it's like, why would you not PDA? But also at the same time, like PDA is like a thing that we mock in society. Right. But but no, so when when we first started dating, we didn't really hold hands a lot in public, but we both also hadn't been in relationships for quite a while. Okay. Um, and so we didn't really do it took probably a full year before we had any PDA at all. And then it was I the mean, side any, hug? And then, then of course, <laughs> was the side hug is the next natural step on the ladder. Is the Yeah, that's the next one that we get to. But, uh, no, and so as far as ministry goes, you know, our relation, we started talking at a church camp. Um, and then we we lived six hours apart, I should say, too. That's a whole another story. Long distance, and okay. Yeah, we did a six-hour six relationship, and... We've been living within 30 minutes of each other for the last year, and now we're going to be living three hours apart again because she's in PA school. So (laughs) fun fact about us. Anyway, um, so a lot of our relationship was spent at, in front of kids anyway, was spent like at camps and conferences and things. And it was like, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to think about doing PDA because of course the stereotypical youth pastor thing, right, that we hear of all the time is the youth pastors that are like, hey, don't lust after women. But man, my wife is smoking hot, and she's so and oh man, oh, that's yeah. that is like super cringy to me when people like get on stage. And Awkward, they're, exactly. They're like, I mean, I guess embrace it, buddy. But it's like you can embrace that yeah, differently. <laughs> you can embrace that a different way. Yeah, you can embrace that in private. But uh, no, and and trying to find the balance and talking that through talking through how to have PDA is a really awkward thing to do. Mm-hmm. Because if you're trying to say like, hey, I don't want to do this much PDA in front of kids, that could set you up for a, a, an argument because it's like there's not, you don't want to have PDA. I mean, you don't want to express your... Are you ashamed of me? I mean, right. It can go yeah. down a very dark path. It can, yeah, for sure. And and we didn't necessarily go down that, but it still is awkward saying like, this is what I think expectations should be maybe and having that discussion... Um, so we're going to come up with a list of what to do and what not to do for PDA. No, I'm just kidding. Was, we're not, there's no way we're going to do that. <laughs> uh, here's the advice I would give for <laughs> people who are thinking about dating, already dating, engaged, and e- even married. Although married, there's always a joke. I put a ring on it and mm-hmm, I can do right. whatever I want. And right. that's not necessarily wrong in its statement, but there's still some boundaries in that. Here's what I would say. What advice would you give your students who are dating? And I think you should follow your own advice. So mm-hmm. uh, those standards, uh, if you're doing a message on love, sex, and dating, what are the standards you would tell? And what advice would you give? Would you focus on group dating rather than single dating? All that stuff. Then you need to follow your own advice because I think the worst thing you can do 
is do whatever you want or do something different than what you preach on. I mean, they see that. So if you're not preaching exactly what you're trying to live out, and you can say it's not perfect. There's times we messed up, but you have to follow your own advice. And I've always uh, kind of focused on everyone has the same temptations, but you're in a different age and a different role. Mm -hmm. So if you're a youth influencer and you're a small group leader or pastor or a lead youth worker, whatever, you have to realize that everyone has the same temptations, whether they're a junior in high school or they're an adult. Um, but how you f how you live out those uh, temptations or not live them out, I should mm -hmm. say, is going to be key. Right. So I mean, like, imagine, I mean, I know this is a very extreme example, but imagine if you're you're on stage week after week for a, a love, sex, and dating series talking about the the steps of a relationship physically and you're talking about, you know, we wait till marriage and, and that's the way it's designed for a relationship. And then you come the next week and you're like, hey, by the way, my girlfriend's pregnant and we've got, I mean, like. Yeah, that's a ministry killer. What kind of example would that be? Um, oh, and can I just say too, when you're, when you're, I mean, not even when you're only teaching about love, sex and dating, but if your significant other is working in the ministry or isn't, if you're going to tell a story about your relationship, this is just like a pro tip. Yes. Get their permission. Yeah. Like if you're going to tell a story, especially if you're doing love, sex, dating, you're going to tell a personal story about an experience in your relationship, ask for their permission to share that story. Yeah, beforehand. Beforehand. Not in the yeah. middle of it. Hey, Not in hey, sweetie, can I share this story? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you don't even look right. at them. Yeah. And th there, that has been times I've messed up before where I've shared something, and I thought it was a funny, cute story. Right. And... Uh, my wife, uh, you know, Katie, she's like, uh, that was not funny. That was very embarrassing. Right. And I felt terrible um, because I was thinking, oh, it's a great sermon point. So, yeah, that's a good, good point, DJ, on, on how do we handle that. Uh, another caveat, and we don't have to talk a lot about this, but I think uh, you might need to avoid serial dating, okay, mm -hmm. which means – yeah, explain if, that because that sounds kind of weird. Yeah. If you Avoid are, cereal dates. Let's say like a very, Frosted Flakes. Right. Or, yeah. You're a very friendly person um, and very popular. And ev every two weeks you're bringing someone new to check out the youth group. Um, and so every two weeks you're, you're dating someone new or your social media feed probably is more accurate that you're in this relationship and then you're not in that relationship and then you're dating someone else. Now – um, we're not going to get into on if there's a certain number of people you should date, if there's a number, or if you can't go on a single date with someone. That's not what we're talking about today. But you need to realize that you have extra responsibilities, expectations being in the youth ministry world. It's not just a job for you. And if you want to be a really good youth influencer, it's got to be a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And your lifestyle affects every area of your life. So there might be times where you might not have to post or might sh or should not post on social media that you're in this relationship until it's a little bit more serious mm -hmm. and then kind of share to the world because those students are watching your social media feed like crazy. Yeah, for sure. So avoid that. Um, be a little bit more picky up front. You know, uh, if you don't know how to get to know someone unless you go out on a date, I would say you're setting yourself up for trouble. But that's a advice I would give to teenager, adult, whoever. Mm -hmm. So be a little bit more picky before you even jump into that relationship. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the other thing is um, I would think you need to have a DTR um, very early in your relationship status. DJ, what's that? So DTR means define the relationship. And I discovered I was shocked to find it out 
that my kids did not know what DTR means. They had no clue. And I was just shocked to find out that. And like, here I am, 20, 23 years old. I had to think for a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, I felt old. What's that? Was it Garth Brooks that said, I'm really too young to feel this old? Is that what? <laughs> I don't is that, even is that know that reference. Line? Sorry, I'm from <laughs> Oklahoma. I can't, it's in my blood. But uh, no, like, I was like, how would you not know what that is? But anyway, yeah. So defining the relationship early in the relationship, that doesn't mean when you're dating, to just to clarify, that doesn't mean to go like, I intend to marry you. Yes. That's... I mean, like, you shouldn't date without, but it doesn't mean, like, you walk up on your first date and you're like, just so you know, I have my grandma's ring in my back pocket. Right. And I, like... I'm ready anytime. <laughs> you just say the word, give me a hint. <laughs> yeah. It, that's the, hey, I'm involved in youth ministry. This is a huge area of my life. I, for those of you who don't know me, I'm, I want to be a lifelong youth influencer. That might not be my exact title, um, in my ministry career, but I, I love working with teenagers. I love look, working with students who uh, believe they can change the world, and they still can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, adulthood kind of tends to beat that out of you. Um, but I, I think there is some expectation that says, hey, I'm part of being a youth influencer, and that's part of my life. So mm-hmm. if we're going to continue this relationship, that's going to be like a non-starter. Right, and I would um, be surprised if I would say – if you're going to go on a date with someone and they are not already aware that you're working in ministry, how, I mean, I don't, maybe I'm just more, maybe I'm just like, I scream youth pastor, but yeah. <laughs> you look youth pastor. You literally have a Christian t-shirt on right now. I wear, a, I wear a camp shirt basically every single day. I get, <laughs> I, I steal extras every single camp and conference just so I can wear one more than once a week. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is maybe a given, but I do think we uh, might need to say this uh, maybe earlier. We're talking about, you know, if if you are a believer in Jesus and if you're working with youth and you're a in- youth influencer, holy cow, I hope that's true. Um, but th- that's not a non-starter dating someone who's not a believer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, we I would never give this advice or say that's okay for a student to date that way or date someone who's not a believer or not equally yoked as the Christian term is. And mm-hmm. that goes the same with all youth workers. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's a given. I have that DCR that define that relationship, what you're expecting out of that relationship very early on versus waiting till you're yeah. almost engaged and then, oh yeah, you have that. Yeah. So that that's kind of what I want to kind of switch to DJ, if you're all right with this, um, that the standards. So you have to live up to the standards you share to the students. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a youth ministry, there's a ministry expectation in how you handle that. Uh, so what what do you think, like if you were going to give some advice to a youth worker who just started dating, like I really like this guy or I really like this girl, mm-hmm. what's the first thing that you would advise them? I'll tell you the big lesson, I mean probably, Probably the biggest lesson, not probably, the biggest lesson that I learned in my first year of ministry this year while serving alongside with my girlfriend, um, I have like kind of a, a leader's contract that they sign at the beginning of the year. It just says, hey, hey, I'm committing to a full school year. I have talked about it and prayed about it with my friends and family, and I feel called to this ministry. Um, one of the things on that list is my family comes first and my family and my children are my first ministry. Um, and it, I had to learn that for myself, even though like mm. I signed one 
and my leaders all signed one, I had to learn that for myself that I have to care for my girlfriend as well as be a spiritual shepherd for a ministry full of kids. Um, more than, like, it's a lifestyle, that's true, but there were a couple times throughout the year that Madison would very politely, I mean that she was very kind about it, but she said, you know, you signed, she held me accountable, which is great, but she said, you signed a contract that said that, you know, I'm your first minute, not like in a, in a needy way, but like, you right, know, right. there are some things that I really need you to be here for that I need you. And, and I mean, that was a great reminder for me to be like, holy cow, like I have to care for, I mean, I know we're not married yet, but still like if, I mean, we've been dating for three years, we were in a serious relationship. I mean, I really had to learn like, okay, I need to take some time off of work or let my mind rest from youth ministry for a minute and just be in a real conversation really in the moment with, or like go out to dinner or, I mean, like, I mean, go on a date once a month and like have that date night and have that relationship. But I really had to learn to let my mind relax and be like, okay, I need to give you more attention right now. Cause it's easy for me to leave work and open up my laptop at home and then just keep doing work. Right. And I think if you, especially if you're dating and not married and if you don't have any kids and, and all that, there's, there's very little, uh, friction to not open it up and say, I could check out this email or I could answer this text message mm -hmm. because you're home alone most, most nights in right. that. So you sometimes get into that gear. Okay. The student needs me or I can hang out with a student this Sunday night or hang, yeah. then this Tuesday night, then this Thursday night and so forth. Um, and uh, significant other, you're changing your schedule. There's different expectations. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a great point. Like when you're, I mean, like think about it when you're young in youth ministry, you're not married when a kid is like, Hey, let's go play frisbee. You're like, great. Yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. Right. And then you're dating, and it's like, great. I'll be there in five minutes. And you're like, oh, date night. Yeah. Or when you're married, and you're like, oh, date night. And I mean, like, to, I mean, you <laughs> feel like there's an ethical dilemma of you having to be like, do I do ministry? Right. Do I hang out with my girl? I mean, you really like. I don't know. Maybe other people don't, but I have experienced like a. Like, for me, it's been an ethical issue of, like, do I do ministry or do I go and be with my... And I know that those are very different things, and I'm, there's still ministry. Ministry is a lifestyle, not a... But it's, I mean, it's still an ethical dilemma of, like, ah. I mean, it was a real it was a real kind of conflict in my own head. You know, that that's a, a great kind of uh, wrestling kind of situation that most youth influencers go through, especially mm -hmm. if they're dating, then engaged, then married. And in, in getting married, it doesn't make it easier. In fact, it makes it more complicated. And mm -hmm. your ability to control your own schedule versus letting the schedule control you is a crucial, crucial step on making yeah. sure you have healthy boundaries and making sure your families prioritize all that. So whenever someone asks me, um, you know, about dating, engagement, marriage, I always ask them a question. Uh, what is the difference between dating and engagement, like being engaged? Mm. And they would kind of share some answers. Well, you're thinking about getting married and all that. And, I, and I've always said, just to keep it simple, especially for students, dating is to see if you're compatible, to see if it works, to see like, yeah, do you have the same 
morals, priorities. You're going in the same direction in life. Is the timing working out? Mm -hmm. So it's okay if you realize this is not going to work out. Mm -hmm. Engagement is trying to fit together. You've already made that decision like we are compatible, but there's still a lot more deeper layers on is this going to work and how is this going to work? Because that's when you start adjusting your priorities and all that. If you get those two reversed, Mm. uh, it just makes it uh, way worse on – handling something that you realize this is not working out. Uh, so dating, it's okay to realize this is not compatible and we need to move on. So uh, let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about how to break up mm-hmm. if you realize this person is not working out right. and being a youth pastor. Right. What would you say, DJ? What am I supposed <laughs> to say at this point? <laughs> Uh, that's not, yeah, totally, totally joking. Uh, have you ever, uh, so I know you've never been in youth ministry, um, mm-hmm. and broken up with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God. I think Madison would be very happy about that. Uh, but have you ever broken up with someone and it just turned out poorly? Yes. I, so I've only been in two other relationships. Fun fact about me in my whole life. And both of them were over two years long. Which is yeah, you're not much for browsing. I think. <laughs> no, um, and yeah, there were. I mean, both of them ended in really in non-preferable ways. Would be the best way to say it. <laughs> um, and there wasn't like social media drama. There wasn't, mm-hmm. but there was. There were on on both sides. There was some gossip involved. Um, and I am, you know, I'm not just outing the other person here because when you're like 17 or 18 and you break up everyone's going to handle it it's most of the time i very rarely see young adults and students get break up and it be like a oh that went really well like it's it's often not handled very well um because it's like it just is a weird like breaking up is a weird thing um yeah there's no such thing as a clean break or an easy breakup there there's hurt feelings i mean you're trying to see if you're compatible so there's some in entangles Mm-hmm. Yes, I should say, um, that are all mixed together. <laughs> so it, it's hard. Um, I, I would say you can be open and honest as much as appropriate to the students. So mm-hmm. if if you break up with uh, your former significant other, mm-hmm. um, then you need to tell the students, um, just like you would tell your family, hey, mom, uh, we're not together anymore. Um and she, you know, decided to be an astronaut. I don't know. Don't don't know, make <laughs> yeah, a she's lie. She's going to be in space for the next eight years, and <laughs> yeah. we decided that. You, we can. Right. You don't want to make. <laughs> you don't want to lie because then that doesn't fit your life or ministry. But you can share that without damaging his or her reputation. Mm-hmm. Um, explain that some things doesn't work out, and part of the reason or purpose of dating is to see if you're compatible. So then, I think we should maybe talk about two, maybe you're sitting here and you're listening to this podcast and we're talking about couples that are serving in youth ministry and you've been feeling like you guys aren't headed in the right direction or you've been talking about as a couple that your time together might be in a close. It's about time to break up. About time to break up. About time to just call it quits. Yeah. (laughs) And your significant other is working in the youth ministry and you're sitting here and you're going, how am I going to break up if the kids love my boyfriend so much? Like, how can we do that? Mm-hmm. And maybe you've been just sitting in a relationship simply because the kids just love them as a leader so much that you just can't 
really, I mean, you're sitting in a place of fear almost, saying, like, I can't do this to the kids. Um, I think there's some, this sounds weird, break up. I mean, if you're, if you're done as a, if you're done growing as a couple, like that's an, that's often a natural part of life. Um, like I would say, d- don't break up says, hey, uh, hey, we've been dating for two years, kind of text and to say it's over. Right. Have that mature, super awkward, embrace the awkward conversation face to face. Right. This is not working out for whatever reason. Um, right. And then what what should you do with the students? Right. And well, I would assume you wouldn't tell a kid to break up over the phone, over text with their girlfriend, right? So, I right. mean, if you're going to break up with your significant other, you shouldn't do it over text either. But then, yeah, have – so go through uh, that process. It's awkward. It's not never – it's never not going to be awkward. Mm-hmm. But try to have a positive situation there. Like, don't bash each other on social media. Don't – I mean – you don't have to go around saying, like, I just got done deleting all pictures of him from my phone. Right. You know, you don't have to do something like that. But you still need to have that conversation with the kids, too. And, again, it's an awkward conversation, but you are an example to those students. If you can say, we just really felt like this relationship was no longer positive. It wasn't growing. We felt like we were growing apart. The timing wasn't right. I mean, any whatever, you don't have to get into specifics, but any reason you have, you can share that with the students and and still be an example of how to break up well. Yeah, I mean, I hope this you never have this ministry opportunity. Yeah, um, for sure. But if you Definitely. do, this might be hopefully once in a maybe twice in a lifetime opportunity to minister to the students to show because they're going to be in relationships and they're going to break up relationships, mm-hmm. and particularly believers or Christian youth, I see I have a hard time breaking up because they ghost them or they avoid them or they don't even deal with anything with it. So sit down with the students and say, here's what happened. Show them how to break up maturely. Even if you can't control what your significant other does, mm-hmm. your response is key to show that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, there's no easy way to do that. So absolutely kind of deal with that in a direct manner as much as you can. And don't share too much. Yeah. Don't say, oh, it was all her, it was all him, and I was perfect. Even if that is the truth. Right. You don't have to share that. I mean, you don't you don't have to share the specifics of, like, yeah. You don't have yeah. to share the specifics right. of your relationship in that way. And getting tangled up in the breaking up aspect is even harder when they've been a small group leader mm-hmm. or an adult volunteer in your ministry. Mm-hmm. And... and Here's here's a kind of a good maybe it's a early on uh, in your relationship advice is if you're going to be a good youth influencer and you're going to work or volunteer with youth ministry that's going to be a huge part of your life mm-hmm. if they don't support that it's going to be so difficult yeah. to fit together to be compatible to share a huge chunk of your life you can't share because they're not into youth ministry. They're not into teenagers. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying they have to be a youth pastor or a youth worker them, yourse- themselves, but if they're completely unwilling to do that, man, that's going to be a huge deal breaker. And I know more youth pastors in my 15 plus, well, 16 plus years of youth ministry who left the ministry solely because they didn't have support from their significant other. Mm. Uh, so uh, here's a good test. If you if your relationship is progressing, and you're like, okay, I'm thinking this might be an engagement, invite them if you think they're they're qualified and so forth. Invite them to be a small group leader, or at mm-hmm. least be a substitute, or just come and hey, could you just help with cookies? Right. Or you know, you don't have to jump them 
throw them in the deep end, I should say, right. um, <laughs> if you will. But have them be part of the ministry, and and it should be a semester. It shouldn't be just one Sunday night or one Wednesday night. It mm-hmm. should be a semester where they can see just how important it is to you and how, hey, from now on, Wednesday nights are out. Like, it can't be a date night. I right. have youth ministry yeah. or Sunday nights or whatever night it is. <laughs> that That's a good test, but that's a test when you're thinking about the relationship is pretty serious. I yeah. wouldn't do that. Hey, I just met this person. They're they're super cute or super hot, whatever you want to describe it. Right. And the next week, they're an adult leader. That's right. probably not what you're looking for. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, there's. I mean, there's several things that can cause strife in that kind of relationship or conflict. I mean, an example that I can think of, which again, I haven't necessarily had experience with this one, but I know that it's been strained on other people's relationships, even when they're married. Is like, if you have to. I mean, say there's one student left waiting for a ride that's an opposite gender student. Um, I have a youth pastor friend that he said, like, he called his wife to come from home, only a couple minutes away, but to come from the house to be there with him until the girl's mom came and picked her up. And it was like a, ah, I have to, or maybe you're, like, making a late-night ride trip just because they need one more leader of an opposite gender or something. And, I mean, there's a plethora of things that can, that, seem like so extra to the other person, but that really protects you in the long run. Hey, but I would say that's, uh, you bring up a great example as that's like a super win. If you put them in that situation and they respond positively. Yeah, uh, I did. I, that happened to me multiple times when I was dating Katie. Um, I have a rule that I, I'm never alone with another uh, staff or student or whatnot of the opposite gender. And there's never a time where, an opposite gender student is in my car um, right. with me um, unless there's a big group of us. So there's been multiple times I told Katie now beforehand, I didn't surprise her, right. but I told Katie, Hey, uh, I don't want you to leave until all the students are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't want to be alone at the church for that. And I said, this, this is, this has got to happen. And she was so grateful. I, I am so thankful for my wife, Katie, not just because of our compatibility, but also just her heart for ministry. So I, I got lucky. Right. And that. can I just say, like, if there was one example that this happened that is coming to your mind and they're like, they reacted poorly, that's not something that's a sign that you should end the relationship because yes. anything that's sprung on any person in the world can at any point in time. Yeah. Be a conflict. And they've handled it wrong, and you probably handled it wrong too, so show grace. But also, even if they say they don't need it, thank them for doing that. Yes. Like, take them out. Take them to dinner. Take take a day off and go on a zoo date or something, and thank them for that that extra step that they took. That's not a requirement. That's extra ministry. Right. And extra ministry should always be thanked. Yeah. Yeah, but... Look, dating as a youth influencer is going to be awkward, mm-hmm. and I do think we can handle it better. Yep, for sure. It's it's like we said, the awkward will not disappear, and it. I mean, it, it will not will not disappear, but it will get. It can be handled better, and that's that's again that's where we're coming from. That's what we want to help you do is handle it better. Speaking as two people who have embraced that awkward a lot, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we want to help you handle that better because again. A living example is where really powerful ministry can happen. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. We hope that these tips and this advice and this awkward stuff that we've talked about today can help you have a powerful ministry experience while you're dating. And 
engaged, married, and we hope that we can help you handle awkward better. Check us out on social media on our Instagram page at the ETA podcast. Also join our Facebook community group at the Race the Awkward podcast community. We're going to be doing lots of giveaways. We got some fresh gear in the mail the other day. We would love for you to receive that. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And thanks for being our friend. We'll see you next time.